This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 200. Different meanings for maybe. Five, six, seven, eight. Hello there, and welcome to session 200 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a 20 plus year hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So these performances that I've gone to for a while now that I'm so thankful for, the variety, the feelings that they provoke, all the things that I get, the ideas, the lessons, there is just amazing that I can get so much from this from all of these dance events. And it was no different. It was no different when I saw Maybe by Shade Theray and Lucas Panic. Before we get into misconceptions about Maybe, I want to invite you to my homepage at AnnetteBone.com, A-N-N-E-T-T-B-O-N-E.com. Go toward the middle of the page, almost to the middle, and you'll see an opportunity to get a free audio resource. It is one question that will help you overcome confusion, overwhelm, and disappointment. And I know it will help you. So let's get into our session. I can't believe this is session number 200. I had different plans for it, but it's going to be coming in a future session. I've had so much going <laughs> going on. So I had to postpone what I want to do for session 200. So it'll be a different session, obviously in the 200s. But anyway, misconceptions about maybe my review on this production at the Odyssey near and dear to my heart because of my experience with them seeing all these different events. And this production by Shade Theray and Lucas Panic. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, y'all, this is Keelan Q. Arnold, creator of Get Groovy, the ultimate guide to learn hip hop, social dance and on cue. And you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. In the summer, I went from one side to another state. Between different imagery collected, I looked around, sat down again, and walked further. I thought, this can be a solution. I am walking or running. Running is walking. I am trying to walk, but I am becoming running. These were a few sentences on the description for Dance at the Odyssey, the first production of the series by Shade Theray and Lucas Panic. And of course, the Odyssey, if you've listened to any of my prior episodes of the events that I've covered there, it is near and dear to my heart. Because one of the first events that I covered as a podcaster was called The Last One by Anthony Nikolchev and Hema Galeana, which, oh my goodness, just opened my eyes to so many different ways of movement and physical theater. And oh, I just loved it. So if you ever get a chance to see them, I highly, highly recommend that show. And they've taken it worldwide as well. So amazing artists. I had them on the show so I can link their episode in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 200. So this site-specific production called Maybe, this word I think differently now because maybe seems like such a lukewarm word, right? Maybe I like that. Maybe I'll go here. Maybe I'll commit, right? 
But it means something different to me now when I think about the word in context of this production. I may I met Shade at a choreography workshop called Letters to Dance a few months prior. Delightful person, love her deme- demeanor, love her energy. And then she did a workshop of her own before this. And it was wonderful to experience that as well and love her choreography process, the exercises that she took us through. And so it's been a wonderful experience getting to know her and know her work. I have to say, before we get into the details of this, that initially, I did not get this production. I was almost like, wow, I came to this, I don't get it. Okay, there's something I'm going to get out of it. It doesn't make sense to me. And then afterward, I had a chance to process and look at the different items that were used within the work. And it made sense to me. And I thought, shade, this is brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to talk to her afterwards. There was a lot of people and, and uh, the time constraints. But oh my goodness, I thought, wow, this is really brilliant, because it was on a different cerebral level. And so I'm really into work like this, where it's experimental, it's different. It's mm. anyway, so like everything else, I get more than just the movement more than the choreography. And uh I'll go over a couple of things and then I have six things to share with you on this. Number one, well, not the first thing anyway. So there was a lot of audience interaction in the beginning, which I didn't know that that was going to be part of it. There were images interspersed on the walls and then papers on the floor. There was long pauses. There was no sound, no equipment. Shade was already dancing within the space when the show started There were people in there kind of milling about uh, different places to sit on the stage. Of course, there was audience members where the audience was supposed to be sitting. But then there were people that were kind of all over the place. And uh, maybe I should have looked at the the walls beforehand. But I didn't know that you could do that. So (laughs) I didn't realize how much of this depended on the... um, I didn't know how much this depended on the audience interaction. So maybe I should have looked at the walls. Anyway, and I thought, okay... If the audience is involved in this, are were they pre-selected to read these papers or did they get to do this right when they walked in? Or did they just take the initiative upon themselves and go to these pieces of paper scattered throughout and especially in the middle and see what it was about? So that didn't really make sense to me at first. And I was sitting there going, hmm, okay, all right. Okay, so I think the audience is a little bit involved. Because it was a while that passed and I thought, okay, is it, has it started? <laughs> I was confused, obviously. So um, I was a little unsettled that way. And it reminded me of how impatient I was at the time. I thought, okay, I got, I got to just relax and see how I'm going to be experiencing this. And I can't put my own biases on this because I don't know the work. I don't I, I don't know what to expect. So don't expect anything. Just experience it, right? This is what it's about. So I want to share with you these six things that I got. Okay, so number one, as I was figuring this all out, involve people in your project, involve people in your processes, because people like to feel like they're part of something. People like to feel like they've contributed something important, because people are important. People have really valuable feedback and things to say and things to add. So involve people in the process. And I think, 
as I was looking back, I thought, oh, you know, I bet these audience members are really enjoying this. It seemed like they were and uh, enjoying how they're interacting and how they're contributing to this process of this production just evolving organically on its own, which I had, I don't think I've ever experienced that where it was that raw and that organic from the get go. So involve people, they like to feel like they're part of something. Number two, it's okay to just sit and watch. It's okay to sit and do nothing. It's taken me a long time to learn this anyway, because I'm always so used to doing stuff. It's okay to just sit and watch. And that's what I did. I just sat and kind of watched, but I was impatient. And that's, that's on me. That's not on Shade or Lucas or Odyssey or anything like that. That was me, my own, uh, you know, activeness, I guess you would call it. Number three, questioning right or wrong is not always necessary. Sometimes you just have to observe and that has to go with the sitting, doing nothing, observing, just not questioning and overthinking. You could just sit and kind of observe and be aware of what what was going on. So as we were going through this, I thought, okay, I'm going to sit here and I know that I'm going to get something out of it. So number three, questioning right or wrong is not always, it's not always necessary. Like in this, it wasn't necessary, but simply observing. Number four, stop being in such a hurry to do the next thing. That's me. (laughs) I want to get to the next thing. So I mean, that's a good thing too, but it's not always the best thing to not be in that moment and just always wanting to get to always want to hurry. So don't be in such a hurry for the next thing that you miss out on what is going on at that moment in time. What got me is when Shade left the stage, the room, to the point where it was just the audience. And so we're sitting there and I thought, is the show over? What's <laughs> what's going on? I'm still a little confused. We get so accustomed seeing things done a certain way that a show has to have a beginning, a middle, and end. And there was a beginning, middle, and end. I just didn't know when that was. And that was the actually the exciting part of it because I didn't know. And so in that uncertainty, I got to experience something different. And I love that. I love experiences like that, even though at the time it didn't make sense to me. It also got me thinking how familiar how familiar we get with patterns, how comfortable we get with patterns. Even watching shows, you get this comfortable familiarity that you're going to see certain things. And I do like predict- predictability in certain things and in certain shows. And there are classic works of art, ballets, and certain works of art from iconic choreographers where you know what the story is, you know what's going to happen, and that's great too. But then there's stuff like this where it's like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. That's kind of interesting. And then reading the the papers and stuff, I got to link some of the image images and the video actually in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 200, and you'll see what I mean. Number six, you don't have to perceive the same thing in the same way as someone else. Perception is unique. Perception is individual. And that is okay. It's taken me a long time to embrace that, that we, it's not bad to have different perspectives. It's not bad to like one thing and someone doesn't like it. And just because you don't agree on something that makes either them or you less of a person, less of an artist, less of a whatever. I know, silly. Maybe you haven't had to deal with that, but it's been a huge mental struggle for me. But you don't have to perceive things the same way. The perception of the people that were in the audience down in the area and actually interacting with shade and moving and going from one piece of art to another, different perspective than me sitting there confused. (laughs) What was going on until I read some of the work 
until I read some of the papers, which you'll see in the show notes, and you'll see, oh, okay. And then you'll hopefully understand a little bit of, wow, this is really cerebral. This was very well thought out. And so I really, really am so glad that I got to experience this this way because it got me out of my comfort zone of expectation of seeing shows a certain way and seeing, oh, okay, things can be done differently. And when things are done differently, and especially in things that you love, like for me, for dance and movement and performance and art, it opens up your eyes to even more possibility. Thank you so much for joining me on this session. Remember that you are valuable, your dreams are important, and it's never too late to be great. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.